Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Chav Zayin, Pasuk Aleph, Bereshis Mamleches Yehoyakim Ben Yoshia. So again, Chav Zayin will employ a visual device as we've seen before. The Navi is instructed by the Kaddish Baruch Hu to perform a visual, a very symbolic visual act designed to stimulate questions from the populace. Is what are you doing? What is this about? And that gives the Navi a springboard to relate what is about to happen and that they had better take the appropriate actions, etc. This one is not that complicated in what it means, but it's very complicated as an act, uh, as we're going to see. Just one thing to bear in mind, we've said it before. Yirmiyahu has a foreign policy that consists of just one pillar, one plank in the policy is instructed by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that is a message Surrender to Bavel. Do not resist Bavel. Don't rebel against Bavel. Don't fight Bavel. Submit, surrender. There will be an exile of 70 years. You will then come back and build the temple. Don't be heroes. Go quietly to Bavel. And so bearing in mind that is the message, the Navi starts, Parashis Mamleches Yehoyakim ben Yoshiyahu, Melech Yehuda, in the beginning of Yehoyakim's uh, Malchus. Yermio receives a message from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rashi points out that the beginning of Yehoyakim's reign is really It's three years before Nebuchadnezzar is, is king. We've said this before, Nebuchadnezzar at that time is in a blip on the radar of foreign powers or empires. He's nothing. And yet we're going to see the Navi mentions Nebuchadnezzar by name and predicts exactly what is going to happen. So, here is the mashal. Here is the parable. Kolomar Hashem. Eli aseilacha moseres umatos benesatem al savarer. Make for you ropes and make for you a wooden plank and put it on your neck. It is a yoke. It's a yoke that used to drive cattle. The thing is to drive it, and at the same time, the yoke prevents your neck from moving to the right and left. Put it on yourself. Now, what are we talking about here? So, because the idea is you're going to have to convey this to Tzidkiyahu. Tzidkiyahu isn't for 15 years later. It's the fourth year of his reign. This is going to be in plus 11 years from now until the reign of Tzidkiyahu. Are you saying that Yumio has to wear a yoke every day for 15 years wherever he goes? And in truth, it is a machrokes between Rashi and Radak, where Rashi says, yes, he wears it for 15 years. 
The Radak says, no, he starts, this is delayed. You get the Nebuah now, the message and instruction, but you do not implement it until the reign of Tzikiyahu 11 years later. Moreover, says the Radak, he really only wears it for one year. He is to wear it. And then we're going to see in Perik Chavches that one of his nemesis, the most famous of the Nevi'e Sheker, is going to take it off him and, and break it. Hananya ben Azur, who, as we say, was one of the most prominent Nevi'e Sheker, we're going to learn about him again in the next parrot. He was skillful, he was an orator, he was brilliant, he was religious, but what happened, he was a real Navi to start with, and then went over to the dark side. But more about that tomorrow. In any event, whether he wears it one year or where he wears it 15 years, he is to wear that yoke as a symbol. Why? <clears throat> Moreover, before we get into why, Vishilachtem el melech edom vel melech moa vel melech bene amon vel melech tsar vel melech tsidon biyad melochim haboim Yerushalayim el tzikiyahu melech Yehuda. And we see, by the way, it's in plural because a set is to be sent to those five kings, Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tsar, and Sidon. Why? Historically, we have seen that Yoshiyahu, the last great king, is defeated at a battle in Megiddo by Paro Necho. Paro Necho takes over the Israeli uh, dominion, as it were. Again, this is before Bavel. And what he does is put these five kings under, see, he, he selects um, Yehoiachin, and he puts these five kings under Tzidkiyahu's realm. Interestingly enough, Rashi says as well that he made Sikiyahu the Shanah Revius in his fourth year. Also Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar of course now defeats Egypt, takes over Judea, and what he does is he puts these five kings under the jurisdiction of Sikiyahu. Sikiyahu is like the ruling regent. His job is to just keep everybody quiet and pay taxes to Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, he rebels and pays the price for it. In any event, they are sent to these five nations. Why? Simply, let's do Pasuk Dalad, but see, Visio Sam El Adonayim Lemar, Koamar Hashem Swaot Elokei Yisrael, Kosomru El Adonayim. And apparently, at this time, the Tzitkiyo, there is a summit meeting in Yerushalayim of all these five kings that had said that have come to Yerushalayim and they have come for one purpose. They have come to galvanize or to persuade Yerushalayim to join them in resisting Nebuchadnezzar, fighting Nebuchadnezzar. And this is exactly what this message is intended to overcome. Says the Navi, 
Anochi osisi es ha'ores es ha'odam ves ha'behema. I, the, speaking in the name of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, have created the earth, the land, the behema, asher ha'paneo ores. Bekochi ha'godo uvizroin netuyo, the strong arm with my might. Benosati la'asher yoshar be'enai. I am the sole creator. I have done what I have deemed appropriate in my eyes. Ba'ata, now... I am giving all these nations, the five nations, and ultimately Yehuda, to Melech Babel Avdi. We see that term again, Nebuchadnezzar, is called Avdi. Like, could he be an Eved Hashem? No. I mean, we know Eved Hashem is reserved for Yehoshua, David, Shmuel, Moshe. So that Eved Hashem here means Bishlichuso. I have given him an assignment. He is my Eved to carry out a specific mission. I have given him all the animals of the earth as his subjects. Now, this is a very interesting concept that sets off a real variety of mafarshim. The Gemara tells us, one of them, Nagarata, that because he showed excessive arrogance, at one point the Kaddish who banishes him for seven years to live among the animals. And he does. And what he does is master the animals, but at the same time absorb many of the beastly qualities of an animal. The Gemara tells us how that um, he would have a... Um, animal that he would ride with a snake tied around his head as a crown, that he lived with the animals, he consorted with the animals. Um, it is also said, the Malbin says, that it, to be a simpler interpretation, Nebuchadnezzar was one of the first to use animals as instruments of warfare. He used elephants um, and he used camels uh, to fight the actual war. The uh, Gemara in Gittim tells us that when he went to Gehenna, there's an Agatha, the people living in hell who had been through everything were terrified that Nebuchadnezzar had come there because so animalistic was he in persona and action. So that the fact that I gave him all the animals has some significance and, of course, varied interpretation. The Abduo so called Hagayim. They will worship you, meaning you five nations, you Judea, and all the other nations will worship because we know eventually Nebuchadnezzar captures the whole known world. And you will worship him, his son, Evel Merodach, that's been Beno, his grandson, Belshazzar. Ad bo es arzo gamhu, until the time has come where he is no longer supreme ruler, and major empires and kings will subjugate him. We're, of course, referring to Paras Umadai under Darius and Cyrus take over the Bavel regime, and after 70 years, Bavel is heard no more. And that's the message of the Navi. 
It's going to be 70 years. It's going to be a gullus that is going to be unlike any gullus where you will prosper. Do not resist it. Go. Don't listen to these five nations who are counseling rebellion. You and they must submit. And those who choose not to worship or to submit themselves to Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavel, who will not submit their necks to the yoke of the king of Bavel, sword, raw, famine, devil, pestilence, I will visit this on all these nations, until they are totally exterminated. Vatem, you, don't listen to your false novies, your magicians, your sorcerers, your astrologers, your those who commune with the dead, the magicians, who come to you and say, do not fall for this. Don't worship, don't submit to the king of Babel, resist. They are lying. They are lying to Vim. Totally to design it, to distance you. May because then eventually you will be distanced from your land. You will be destroyed and lost. However, the flip side is the nation who submits his neck to this all, this yoke of the king of Bovel and his servants, the Hinachti Alad Moso, I will leave them on their land, Noam Hashem, the Avodaviyoshabba, they will dwell on there. Remember Sancheru's foreign policy, and it was a very clever one, was to eliminate any chance of rebellion would be Mavalbel Ha'amim would scatter the nations he conquered, the empire, to different, vast, remote parts of his empire, so they would never be heard from again. Not so here. You will be left on your land. I have spoke this to Tzikiyo, saying, Put your necks under that yoke, the old Melech Bavel, the Ibduo so. Obey him, the Amo, the Work, Listen to him and his nation, and you will live. Why submit yourself to death by sword, famine, pestilence? That way, the Kaddish Baruch has said, is the only result to those who don't. Don't listen to the Nevi'im who says to you, who say to you, don't submit, rebel. They are lying. The Nevi'im sheker. I haven't sent them to you. They are prophesying in my name lies. Just in the end, I will have to destroy you. You will be lost. You and those Nevi'e Sheker who are influencing you. Because the Nevi'e Sheker are telling them it's going to be fine. 
Don't have to worry. Keep doing what you're doing. They're selling the um, elixir of just, keep doing what you are, everything's fine. Kohanim, and to the Kohanim and Kohanim Hazer, Tibarti Leimor, I said, Kohamar Hashem, Al Tishmu El Hanibim Lachem. Do not listen to these false prophets, Leimor, who tell you, Hinei Chlei Beis Hashem, Mushuvimi Bavela, Atom Mehera, Kisheker, Hamin Nibim Lachem. They had a very interesting prophecy. We know that in the first visit, of Nebuchadnezzar, he loots the base Hamikdash when he takes all those people, the intelligentsia and the elite, into exile, over a thousand people. He loots the base Hamikdash of certain Caleb. And they're telling you, don't worry, not only are you not going into exile, you are going to get those Caleb back. They're coming back now. Don't listen to them. Simple. Worship the king of Bavel and you will live. Why do you want to make the city of Yerushalayim a desolate pile of rubble? If they were really Nevi'im, these Nevi'i Sheker, true Nevi'im, being Yesh of our Hashem and Yitam and Kaddish Baruch who has in fact prophesied to them, Yifkuna Bashem Swaos Levilti Bawiha Kalim Hanosorim Beves Hashem Uves Melech Yehuda Yushalayim Bavela. Pray instead that the Kalim that were left here, and as we're going to see, certain utensils were left behind, pray that they don't go into Bavel. Forget that they're coming back, the ones he had. Worry about the ones that are here. The pillars, the sea that Shlomo built within that is used for the kior, for the lavers, and for the washing basins, the faucets. That's what you've got to protect. Those that Nebuchadnezzar did not take Melech Babel, when he took Yechonyo and the elite out, and those other Kalim, Melech Yehudim Yushalayim Babela. And all those Kalim. We know that what happens is he does come back and take those Kalim that Yermio mentions the pillar, the pool, the forces, and they never come back back, interestingly enough. The others do. When uh, Darius sends them back to build a temple, he sends them back with the Kohen, uh, with the Kalim. On those that remain, you that they will go to Bavel. Till the day I redeem them, Num Hashem, Vahalisem, Vashivosem, Elamakom Hazer. And those Kalim, I, when due time, will bring them back to you. So we see the purpose of the message. Again, it is simple. So simple as to be profound. Don't resist. Don't rebel. Submit to the yoke of Bavel. You will not regret it. Okay.